What is up, everybody? I'm back. I am back. What I mean by that is, May 10th, I did. I dropped episode 79. Not too long after that, I dropped episode 80. However, I was re- I received a gift. Uh, microphone, headset, and all that. So the sound is better. The sound's not better, in my opinion, but there's not a lot of background noise. However, episode 80, there was background noise. I have the microphone hooked up to my computer. I go on to the anchor.com website and I record from there and then I put together put together everything on my phone um the music and the ad and stuff like that so uh somebody texted me saying well, what happened to episode 80 it sounds like there's two different podcasts going on and I'm like oh let me listen to this and I start hearing it and I'm talking you barely hear me and there's somebody talking it's like an interview for a baseball game or something I don't know what it was it was like a post game thing or something on espn.com because I always bring up my links right and you have to hit mute on the computer so you don't hear any of the links that I have pulled up. Sometimes when I pull up the NBA power rankings or the uh, MLB power rankings, so I bring up something to help uh, further my show. And I didn't hit mute. So that's why it seems like it's been a month, over a month now, since I've dropped something. Since I've dropped a... Uh, episode, but I'm back. That's why I said it like that. Um, was going to do episode 80 again, uh, week before the last week of May and the first week of June, but I got sick and I was on vacation. So now I'm back and I'm, I'm going to get this episode knocked out. It's kind of a quick comeback and then I'll do another episode this week. Um, let's run down the show real quick. I'm going to respond to Tyreek Hill's It Needed to Be Said podcast, his debut podcast. He said a lot of things about the Chiefs. I'm slightly salty, slightly not. I just, some of it doesn't sit right with me. So, let's get into it. And again, it might sound different. If I breathe into the mic a little bit, I apologize. But that's just because... I'm using my phone instead. So the audio is different. It might sound clearer, but you hear more background noise. Anyway, let's get into it. So Inkscape's four was a segment I was doing, and it still am. It's uh, I'm kind of comparing four. It's a wrestler, a, a pro wrestler, WWE mostly, a NFL player, NBA player, MLB player. Okay, um, no college, just pro. Um, not college wrestling, not college basketball, college baseball, college football. Pro wrestling, even though it's fake. Pro baseball, pro basketball, pro football. Okay, those four. It's Enskeep's four. Then once I run out of these segments, once I run out of ideas, Enskeep's four is going to be a weekly thing. The four best from each sport, whether it's, and that's when I'll incorporate the college, whether it's pro, um, football, college football, CFL, like the best. Not necessarily the best performance, but who had the best performance and who had the most impact, like what was more meaningful. Not a 500-yard touchdown game, a 500-yard and a five-touchdown game versus a, a, and it was just a normal week eight win. Or a week eight win that puts a team in first. Okay, let me back up here. It's example. Uh, say the Chiefs, or no, the Chargers are undefeated this year as come week nine. Justin Herbert throws 500 yards, five touchdowns, right? But in the NFC East, Jalen Hurts throws 300 yards and two touchdowns and rushes for another touchdown. Uh, while Justin Herbert played better, say the Eagles got first place and they go into the bye at six and two. Right, they they locked up first place and they go on a bite six and two, almost right in the middle of the season. That's more meaningful. That's big a bigger impact. Okay, or uh, 
the week of the CFL Grey Cup. Whatever performance, what are the best performance from that? That's that's going to be that week, okay? Or the United States Football League, it's going to be that week, okay? Not this time around because I still got some ideas coming up, but starting off with Inskeeps Four, it's the underdogs, okay? I'm going to list them off and then say why I picked them and my favorite my favorite moment from their career, if unless I don't remember much of it. Um, I don't remember much of Tommy John's career, and I don't remember much of Kurt Warner's career, okay? But starting off, um, least popular to most popular, WWE, Jeff Hardy. Major League Baseball, Tommy John. NBA, Stephen Curry. NFL, Kurt Warner, okay? Here's why. Jeff Hardy, okay? First off, his accomplishments, he's won the WWE Championship multiple times, Tag Team Championship, he's been all over the place, TNA World Championship, um, him and his brother, Matt Hardy, they started basically in the a backyard in Cameron, North Carolina. It was called the Tramp- Trampoline Wrestling Federation, essentially. I don't know if that's still a thing or they just, that was their thing. I'm not exactly sure. I didn't do my due diligence on that one, but he's been around. Okay. Tommy John, he's literally the definition of the surgery. He had the surgery. Almost his career is over. He came back and put up great stats. He had a good win-loss record, a good earn-run average. Quite a few strikeouts. Didn't have any World Series rings. Didn't have any, any Cy Youngs, MVPs, whatever. Can a pitcher win MVP? Anyways, I think it's just Cy Young. I think that's why I have that. Anyways, uh, great player. He played for 26 years. I think he was out for two. Yeah, he didn't play 75. That's why. That's right. That's when the surgery. Okay. Anyways. And when I say underdogs, something they had about the claw back from, or they just they were kind of doubted after an injury or coming up. Uh, Stephen Curry, you know his size, and then Kurt Warner, he bounced around between the developmental league for the NFL, uh, Arena League, Canadian Football League. He bounced around. So starting off, I'm going to start off go from top to bottom. Kurt Warner. Actually, I'll start off with Tommy John. I don't like I said I didn't I wasn't around I wasn't even born yet. But if, if I had to pick, I, I like a comeback story. I like underdog stories. You guys, you guys can tell I'm into this. Uh, him coming back from injury and seeing what he did throughout the rest of his career would, would be something I would have wanted to see. Would have been my favorite moment. Um, Kurt Warner, or uh, sorry, Stephen Curry. Uh, favorite moment? Probably seen him. He was winning his first NBA championship. I like the way he played. He threw up a lot of shots. He throws up a lot of shots. People say he's not the best defensively. Maybe he's not. But I, I, like, I just like watching him play. He's different. Uh, he definitely is the true definition of the new style of professional basketball or basketball in general. Okay, Kurt Warner, or sorry, Jeff Hardy. Um, in two thousand eight, he won his first ever world championship with WWE. It was the WWE Championship. Uh, he beat Triple H and Edge in a triple threat match. I can't remember. I think it was Cyber Sunday. I can't remember exactly, but he won then. And can't really describe my feelings, but that would be my favorite moment. Uh, I always liked the guy. There was always Undertaker and Cena, Hardy. It just out of the guys uh, on that side, not the females. I'm gonna try and incorporate the females into this at some point. Um, it's just kind of hard when I'm doing NBA, ML, MLB, MLB, NFL. It's, so I'll incorporate them at some point. Probably when I get done through this, whoever, however knows many segments of this. I think it's my third or fourth segment of Vince Keeps Four, and eventually, like I said, it will evolutionize into. Uh, the best of that week. So it could be a female wrestler, then who knows, a female college basketball player. Okay. So right now I'm just doing the men for now. Okay. And then Kurt Warner, uh, 
something I do remember is I like seeing him in the Super Bowl against the Steelers. I don't remember what Super Bowl that was. I want to say it was Super Bowl 38, the Cardinals versus the Steelers. I might be wrong. I'll, I'll look that up real quick. No, it was not Super Bowl 38. My goodness. Two thousand nine. Forty three. Sorry. I was so confused on what I was saying there. Okay, anyways, it was forty three. Super Bowl thirty eight was uh, the Panthers and uh Patriots. Anyways. Kurt Warner seeing that and then also I did watch his movie, American Underdog. Not the greatest sports movie, but still pretty cool. Something to see about Kurt and how he came up, how he met his wife and uh, what it was like going through the Arena League and the Canadian League and stuff like that. The Arena League was really where he got it going. So that was, that was my favorite. Um, you're going to take a short break, and then I'm going to get into, like I said, I'm going to reply to Tyree Kills that needed to be said, the Enskeeps 4, my NBA Finals reaction so far. I love this NBA Finals. I feel like it's going to go to Game 7. I kind of thought that because the Celtics are great defensively, but they turn the ball over a lot. The Warriors are great offensively, but they're not great defensively. Okay, and then MLB, uh, not a lot going on right there. Well, I mean, there is, but I'm just, like I said, this is kind of an episode I'm just throwing together real quick, and then uh, we'll go from there. All right, stay tuned. Thank you. Since I haven't done a podcast since the NBA Finals have started or right before, I'm going to semi-run down the Finals. On one side, you've got Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, plenty of others. And on on the Warriors, you got Stephen Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay, uh, Clay, what's his name? Clay, Clay Thompson. I wanted to say Clay Matthews for a second. Then I also wanted to say... Yeah, I can't think of another famous... Like Clay Aiken. Yeah, you know, Clay Aiken, Clay Matthews, Clay Thompson. They're all the same person. Um, <laughs> Draymond Green. Great coach of Steve Kerr. Um, did 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 have a brain fart not too long ago saying Brad Stevens is still the Celtics coach. He's still with the Celtics, but he's not the head coach anymore. It's somebody else now, but... Jason Tatum, he is actually shooting 34% from the field in the finals, averaging nearly as many shots, 20.5, as points, 22.3. Last night, he played 44 minutes, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, but he did have 27 points, so it was his best night yet. Mark Smart put up another 20. They did end up losing, though, 94 to 104, and there's a reason for that. 16 turnovers for the Celtics. 16. And I'm pretty sure it was a 16 the game before, about the same. 18 turnovers, sorry. 
only two steals. While Golden State had nine and only six turnovers. It's not a recipe for success. Game six is Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Who cares about Pacific, although it is in... Is that in... Is that in Boston again? I'm so confused at some of the NBA final schedules because I'm used to the World Series. Two, uh, two games, then three, and then two uh, in terms of scheduling and then the where the games are at. So that was a little uh, confusing there for me. Um, anyways, NBA Finals. It goes to Game 7, I'm going to say that, and I actually do think the Celtics win. I think they get their turnovers uh, all together. I don't think the Warriors win this one. Um, Celtics, I, I just think they're a better defensive team. I think uh, it's a franchise that's used to winning, and they've not done much winning the past 14 years. So I'm going to give this serious win to the Celtics. That's my opinion. Then we'll go into the offseason, start talking about that. Even during the offseason, by the way, I'll do the... Well, I was going to bring up the Ends Keeps 4 segment, but um, like I said, this is a quick episode. I don't want to dive into the NBA Finals too much. I didn't really want to drive into Ends Keeps 4 that much. It's kind of a, hey, I'm back kind of episode. So... Uh, I guess you could title this episode, I'm back, but Anchor's kind of weird. No offense, Anchor, <laughs> on how this works. So, anyways, Tyreek Hill brought out a podcast. It needed to be said. When, he, when, he was, when, when was he traded to the Dolphins? I think the Chiefs were offering him, what, $28 million until the Devontae Adams deal came through? Maybe 27 right? And then that came through, and then Tyreek Hill wanted a bit more, wanted a bit more... Uh, higher bonus, higher uh, confirmed money, or uh, money he would definitely earn. Not including the bonus, sorry. Um, goes to Miami, hypes up Tua a little bit. Everything se- seems good between him and the Chiefs. It was just, uh, he wanted to move down to Miami. We enjoyed his time in Kansas City. Us Chiefs fans, we enjoyed his time in Kansas City. Glad he got a ring. Maybe he wins the ring in Miami. Maybe, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm just... Talking like your normal sports analyst, unbiased sports analyst. They won't, but you get my point. <laughs> and about two weeks ago, he drops a clip of him and his agent saying how the Chiefs suppressed his stats He his last year there. He wanted to be in Kansas City. But something just wasn't right the last year there and during the contract negotiations. Um, Drew Rosenhaus was kind of breaking it down and Tyreek Hill's like, say that again. I wanted, I wanted to be in Kansas City. You obviously didn't. Saying how we only, they only offered you 23 or 24 million. They offered you 26 or 27 million a year. And then Drew Rosenhaus said, Devontae Adams is not as talented as Tyreek Hill. He said he was older, not as accomplished. The only thing he was right on was older and, I guess, technically accomplished if you want to talk about the Super Bowl ring. But we all know Devontae Adams is, I wouldn't say far better than Tyreek Hill, but he's better. Okay. And like I said, this is, this is a quick episode. It's like a 10-minute segment and a 5-minute segment. Most of my stuff is my ad and my music, so sorry about this short episode. But it's my I'm Back episode. I'll do another one this week. And the and Tyreek, he kind of, I wouldn't say he burnt a bridge with Kansas City, 
But he goes on to say things like, Tua's more accurate than Mahomes. Um, Mahomes for sure has a better arm, and he's great with Mahomes, and he's still cool with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed, and stuff like that. But... You go on to talk as much... It's very passive-aggressive. Very. Says he's showing respect, but he's not. And I'm not, like, salty. Like, for the longest time, I never thought he was top five, except for a couple years ago and the year prior to this last year. But I always knew... And honestly, you can still consider him top five. I think he's a great route runner because of his speed. He's great at making cuts because of his speed. Just doesn't have the best hands. He has made great catches before, but when it comes down to when it matters... He just drops those easy passes. He drops those needed passes. Okay? I understand if, like, a ball gets ripped out or, like, the defender's hands gets on it, that kind of throws you off a little bit. I understand that. But, dude, you can't act like you're top five when you're really not top five. Top ten, yes, 100%. Top five, I, I would and I wouldn't. It just depends on how you look at it. Um, and no, I'm not saying, like, if I was a Chiefs fan, I'd be like, oh, he's top five because this past year... How many of Patrick Mahomes' interceptions were on Tyreek alone? Four? I mean, there was one against Denver. There was one against Washington. There was one against Buffalo. I'm pretty sure there was one more. If not, then three of them. About five or six, maybe seven of Mahomes' interceptions were because of tip passes. Maybe one of those tip passes were kind of on Mahomes because he did the no-look crap to Marcus Kemp, but it still hit Marcus Kemp's hands like right there. One of the biggest drops I ever remember was a game against the Steelers with Tyreek Hill, not this past year, but in, in, throughout his career, when Alex Smith just checked it down. It was that 18-16 to 16 game, the six field goals versus two touchdowns, but Chiefs still lost. Um, the, sorry, I'm having trouble getting my thought out. Tyreek Hill. Or Alex Smith dumped it down to Tyreek, and he looks away. He, he looks upfield because he had wide open space. We all knew it. The whole, everybody and their mom knew it. It was probably going to be a touchdown, and Tyreek looked up way too soon. You watch the ball in your hands. Even Pee Wee knows this, and then you turn and run. You cut upfield and run. You make your break. What, what do you want to do? You juke, spin, jump, uh, shoot a rocket to the moon. I, whatever you want to do, but you need to look the ball into your hands, and he has a problem with doing that. So, well, I think he's still a top five, top ten receiver, sure. But he's kind of burnt some bridges with the Chiefs organizations and Chiefs fans. And, like, he cares. He has a Super Bowl ring. His family is down in Miami. He has the money. He could still put up good numbers with Tua. I don't have an issue with saying Tua is a decent quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's great, but I think he's decent. I think he can be a solid starter. But that's my thoughts on that. Um, throughout the time I was gone, I did want to talk about WWE's Hell in a Cell, but only thing I could take away from that was Cody Rhodes and his performance. He did tear his pectoral muscle. It was probably smarter when a healing. Some people have said, some people have said that it's better for it to completely tear. That's why he did the match against Seth Rollins. For you non-wrestling fans, might have been boring to watch, but it was still cool to see a wrestler with a torn pec perform like that. So whether it's a fake sport or not, it was still cool to see. I did want to talk about Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher's little rivalry there, or st- still, um, about Nick Saban talking about Jimbo Fisher cheating and Jimbo Fisher saying, well, how about you ask all these guys about how, how great Nick Saban is even though he cheats, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know at this point. 
But those were things I wanted to talk about. The Royals, I'll get into them this... Uh, probably do it Thursday or Friday. Get into them because they are... My, my complaint with the Royals is I knew they weren't going to be great or even good. But I thought they'd be fun to watch. I thought they'd be competitive. And they are fun to watch to an extent. They're 20 and 40, though. I I predicted them having 76 wins. Last year, they were at 74. And I predicted anywhere in between 70 to 80 wins. This year, most websites had them anywhere from 74 to 76 wins. I think the one I saw that stood out was 75 and a half over or under. And I slightly took the over. I would take the slight over on that. And it doesn't even look like they're going to hit 55 wins with the way they're playing. Yes, I love the roster. I love Salvador Perez with Merrifield, Ben Attendi, Bobby Wood Jr., Zach Greinke. Um, we're wasting away Greinke's last year of his career. I thought maybe we'd at least maybe somehow make some sort of run, so to speak. Not get to the playoffs, but like make a little noise at the end or in the beginning. But it's just disappointing. They need to call up Vinny Pascatino, Jackson Kawar. I don't know if I said Vinny's last name right. Sorry, Vinny. Um, Nick Preto. Prado. Again, I don't know if I said his name right. Um, I don't know about Mike, M- Mike Matheny. Uh, Cal Eldred, the pitching coach, needs to go. It's fun, funny how whenever he goes out to see a pitcher and immediately after, they allow a home run. I find it amusing that Jacob Junis, a guy I was a big fan of on the Royals organization, um, on the Major League roster, 40-man roster, and now he's in San Francisco pitching his butt off. And now we're, now we're facing San Francisco. Lost to them last night, 6-2. So that that was the three or four things I really wanted to hit hit on. Um, entertainment news. I did see no, I did I already talked about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's right. Okay, it hasn't been that long. Um No, I did talk about it in my last episode, but there's an issue. Um I'm not gonna talk about that right now. I'm not going through that right now. Um Great movie though. Uh John Krasinski, Reed Richards. Do you know comic book fans who like The Office? Or at least know who John Krasinski is? Yeah? Okay. I'm gonna cut this I'm gonna cut this episode off. This is Inkeep Sports and Entertainment, episode 80. I am back. Back better than ever. I got my groove. I got my segments back. I don't know why I've been off for a couple months. I feel like I've been off for a couple months, but I feel great. A little stuffy tonight though, but it's probably because of the weather. You know how it goes. Anyways, Inkeep Sports and Entertainment. Episode 80, I'm out of here. Thank you.